get overwhelmed by all the marketing and branding talk out there? Do you feel like you don't even know where to start, so you end up doing nothing? Does it feel super uncomfortable to talk about yourself and what you offer? If this sounds like you, you're going to want to stick around for today's episode. Kelly Sinclair is a marketing and branding strategist. She's here and she's going to share her three-part magic branding formula with you so you know who you are, who you talk to, and what you want to offer. She will explain the difference between marketing and branding and put you at ease by letting you know you do not have to be everywhere and do all the things to be successful. You're listening to the Reawakened Mom podcast, where we help you go from overwhelmed to overwhelmness by learning how to love yourself, love parenting, and love your career, along with all the messiness that happens along the way. There is no topic left unturned. I'm Melissa Clampett, and I have spent the last 20 years being a mom and stepmom to three boys. I have gone from school teacher to network marketer to restaurant owner to podcaster to entrepreneur, and now I am a guide for high-achieving yet overwhelmed mamas who want to do it all but are left feeling stressed out and unsure about how much more they can take. I help them drop the super mom facade so they can actually start to enjoy their life, live in alignment, and experience more ease and joy. I host summits, mom cohorts, masterclasses, and speak on topics near and dear to mom's hearts. If you're ready to learn how to have confidence in owning branding and marketing, stick around. And before I forget to tell you, Kelly has an incredible freebie for you. If you want to simplify your content strategy, the link to grab it is in the show notes. I know I already did. Now go grab your favorite notebook and pen, pour your favorite drink, and imagine we're sitting in your kitchen talking to you right now. Welcome to the Reawakened Mom Podcast. Hey everybody, Melissa Clampett here with the Reawakened Mom podcast, and I am here today with Kelly Sinclair, who is a podcast host. She is the founder of the Entrepreneur School, an education hub for ambitious moms who want to start and grow their brands. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I am super awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Yeah, and I have to just add this little piece in because I actually met Kelly And this is like true mom life, right? Like this is like literally what happens, but she was on um, teaching about branding and marketing and all the, all the amazing things that she does um, with Kylie Kelly's uh, group. And she's doing her presentation. And then all of a sudden you could see her kind of looking around and was it your son or your daughter? I have two daughters. So it was my youngest daughter. She decided she would sit in a chair and spin herself around while I did anything to record. While she was recording. And in turn, it ended up breaking her table. (laughs) Like, she's like, you literally just broke my desk while I'm recording and teaching and educating and trying to be all professional here. (laughs) It was just like true mom life. I loved it. I loved it. I I have the piece of wood still for those watching on YouTube. There it is. It's still broken. (laughs) It's still broken. So we were just like, you know, it just is what it is. And I just giggled and I just like sent her a shout out and was like, you know what? It's so cool because this is real life. You can't script this stuff. It's like you're trying to do like your best and be on your best behavior and your best everything. And then your kid comes and breaks your desk while you're recording. And you're like, I'm trying not to freak out right now. But like, can you can you try and go over there? (laughs) Please leave now. (laughs) Yes, please give me five more minutes, please. So anyway, so it was just great. And I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, we have businesses like we're moms. We have businesses where moms we are doing all the different things and you can't script when things like that happen. So, you know, 
Yeah. We know that you have two daughters. You just told us that, but tell us a little bit more about you. I know you're in Canada, but tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and anything else fun that you feel you want to share with the mamas listening. Yeah. So yes, I do. My, my girls are eight and 10 now, which is crazy. And it's been an interesting evolution. So I've been running my business for just over six years. So they were quite small when I first started and things have changed a lot in terms of the way that I like operate in my business as a mom and with girls, with kids, period. They, they've gone from being like highly needy in terms of their childcare and support. And I had to like pay for full-time childcare. And now we're got to the place where I don't pay for childcare and they just come home. And apparently they come home while I'm on the recording and start sitting beside me and trying to talk to me while I'm doing things. Cause I forgot to tell them that day that that was happening. So it's changed a lot. And now I, you know, have to drive them to activities at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm really grateful for the fact that I have a business and the flexibility to to create my own schedule and to be where I need to be and to be with them yeah. as much as possible as well, which is fantastic. And so what I actually do in my business is PR for small businesses. And I used to say this and I was like, I do PR for small businesses. Everyone was like, I don't know what that is. And now I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to explain it now. Yes, please. Finally, six years. PR is helping the business owner to understand their differentiator, their expertise and their know-how and to create messaging and strategies that actually help you to get that out there in front of the right people through relationship building and through visibility and marketing. And that's where branding really all comes and ties it all together is to me, your brand is what you're all about. And then PR is like the way that you showcase that. To the yeah. world. And so there's a lot of different ways and methods and tactics inside of that. But I have a degree in public relations and I feel like I threw it away. I wanted to throw it away after my, you know, decade plus career climbing that corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And in reality, it's just so innate now to me that I'm like, oh, I have been doing this the whole time. And I, I look at things a little bit differently because I have that PR perspective rather than like the traditional marketing mm -hmm. perspective where to me, like, and it's very similar, but I would, I would define them more like marketing is more with that end goal of sales and PR is truly like, the longer game relationship and reputation building for yourself, which then also still contributes to your ability to make sales and grow your business, but is really not quite focused on the same thing. And when you're focusing just a little differently, the outcome is a little different also. Yeah. Is there one leg that you like better? And I hate to ask you that, but it's like, are you like, a? do you like the PR part better? Do you like the branding better? Or do you really not care? Like you love it because it's just all in your wheelhouse. I'm just curious because like that for me, like me, that marketing piece of like marketing myself or talking about myself or talking about what I'm doing as a female, I don't know if it's just a female versus a male thing. Like it can be challenging being like, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to like hype myself up too much or how I can help people. So how do you actually do that? Like, I'm curious. That was like two questions. Did you follow along on that? Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. And I want to acknowledge, I, I also still feel nervous and get that those fears and the the imposter syndrome and, you know, the, oh, but what if I'm too braggy or what if I'm yeah. too this or too that? And like, we're just always with the garbage in our head, right? Yeah. Like telling ourselves these stories. And, you know, the reality is you, 
it's your job <laughs> to promote yourself. And you are your number one cheerleader, especially at a time when you are a solopreneur or you have a small team, you have to wave your flag and you have to wave it loudly. And the great thing about the understanding of a brand is that when you're really connected in with that, what you're all about, what the bigger mission is and the bigger vision that you are contributing to, you're now sort of thinking more in terms of like how you're supporting a bigger cause. And then that's something that you can unite to and other people also unite to. And so that's where the whole idea of you're contributing to people and helping people in a really powerful way. And you should feel great about that, right? You're, whatever your business does, the way that you help people in, for me, one of those things is like, I identified that I wanted to work with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And the reason for that was that I see business owners hustling, like, and also pouring so much of their selves into what they do. They love it. Their passion is there. And I feel like if you can do something that you're passionate about on a daily basis and actually feel like it's rewarding for you as well, and it's successful in terms of whatever success means to you, that you get to keep doing this thing of running your own business and you don't have to go get a job or whatever it is then that's going to make you happier. And if more people are happier, the world is happier. So now I've identified my vision for my brand is to make the world a happier place. And how could I not do that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Do you find that a lot of the time um, when you are working with people, especially solopreneurs, that maybe people find that it's hard because people are working a lot in their zone of genius, right? So like their zone of genius, and it's so easy for them to be like, oh, this is easy for me to talk about. So like, do people actually need this? So like, do you find that sometimes when you're working with people, they're in their zone of genius? So sometimes they're like, this is so easy. Do people actually need what I'm even talking about? Or is it too simple? Does that make sense? Oh, yes, 100%. I think you totally nailed that because we undervalue the things that come easy to us. Yeah. We don't realize how not come easy to somebody else and how helpful it is. I think it's something actually in your brain where once you've learned something, you can't unlearn it. And so you forget what it was like to not know that, yeah. to not have like, whether it's eating and fitness and all these things and and what you do around helping women to like feel better, <laughs> like prioritize their wellness, you forget what it's like to struggle with those things. Yeah. Right. And when we forget that we're detaching almost from our value in what we offer to people and we think, oh, well, this is easy. I have an, ex I have a story that's just kind of random. Something I learned, I don't know, in a conference one time where people were talking about the, va the value of what you bring has got one, nothing to do with how much time it takes you. And two, nothing to do with like how simple it may actually be for you yeah. versus the person. So this woman was sharing a story about, she's like, first of all, here's what you need to know. I am a coffee person. Like, do not talk to me before I have my coffee. Like coffee is my life and my outlets were not working. I could not get my plug to work and I could not make, make coffee in my house. And I was like, not functioning. She's like, I got my husband to like rip apart our panel. We were like trying to figure out the breaker was, we almost ripped apart the whole kitchen. And then we finally called an electrician. So we got this electrician to come over. He takes five and a half seconds to essentially press the reset button on the plug. Coffee's working, ta-da. And she's like, and then he gave me his bill for like an obscene amount of money yeah. for, the, for the house call, like 150 bucks or something to press a button. Was I mad? No. 
because I got what I needed, which was my coffee machine to work. And that was important to me. And that was why. So it's not about what you think the value is. It's the value to the other person. And that's where your expertise, sometimes you have what's called the curse of competency, right? You know it, but now you have to try and remember how it felt when you didn't know it Mm. in order to really carve out what that value and the differentiator is for your brand, for your marketing and your visibility strategy. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but with PR and branding, I'm assuming you always start with the branding first, right? So when you're working with your client, like your client has to be very clear on who they are, who they serve, you know, what they are putting out into the world. So like that branding is that first piece. What is like the most important part? Is there a part that's the most important for that branding piece when you are working with your clients? I'm briefly interrupting this episode to share a fun way for us to collaborate. Are you a busy mom who feels like you're constantly juggling a million things at once? Do you struggle to find time for yourself and feel you're always putting others first? The Mom Power Hour is here to help. Join me for an hour-long session designed to provide you with clarity, help you set boundaries, and overcome feelings of overwhelm in any and all areas of your life. I'm here to support you, whether you're feeling overwhelmed, stuck, or just need someone to talk to. I'm here to offer a listening ear and help you come up with a plan to move forward. Let's work together to help you feel less alone, achieve more harmony in your life, and feel more empowered. The link is in the show notes to read more, sign up, and schedule. Schedule your mom power hour call. Let's get back to today's episode. So I love to think about branding with what I call my magic brand formula. Ooh, that is who you are plus who you're for plus why it matters. And it actually goes in that order because knowing yourself, meaning your business, your personal values, your vision, your mission, all of these pieces and being able to articulate that, especially the values, Mm -hmm. right? This is the thing that creates the litmus test for everything else that we decide about in our business. Where as far as the audience that we serve, the type of offers that we create, the hours that we work, the kind of partnerships or collaborations that are in alignment with us all come from having clarity there. And for who you're for, the audience piece, I like to think about it in terms of compatibility. So rather than you changing who you are in order to meet the needs of whoever's in front of you that you think might be your audience right now, it's about going, here's what is important. Here's what we believe in. Here's what we know. And here's how we can help the kind of people that we can help because of that. So we have to be aligned with our clients at a values level as well in order for this to be a really powerful relationship where you can actually support them Mm -hmm. in what it is that you help them with. The last piece being um, why it matters. That's the messaging. So that's your ability to articulate that and explain essentially that Here you are, audience with X problem or X unfulfilled desire, and here I am with solution and path to get there. Let's show you how this is a bridge. Oh, I love that. And then the PR comes after that. So once you've got the branding, how do you figure out the PR? Because me, as a small business owner, uh, entrepreneur, I actually had a brick and mortar as well at one point with my husband. 
like there are so many places that you can be, right? Like obviously there's social media, there's newspapers, there's media, there's TV, like there's everywhere, which can then feel overwhelming, especially as a mom, because then I have all these other things to do. So how do you really pinpoint like where it's most important for the specific brand and person to actually put their PR out into? We do get overwhelmed and think, and there's this whole, you know, you need to be omnipresent and you need to be everywhere. And then the reality is you can't actually be everywhere, certainly not with consistency, with intention, with actual content or ability to build relationships on those platforms. If you're trying to go with like kind of the shotgun approach. Yeah. And I always say like, in 15 plus years of doing marketing and communications, I've never written the same plan twice, which Mm -hmm. means your business is unique because we know your brand is different and we know your audience is different. And then we create your messaging and we also lean into whatever your strengths are as a business owner. So if you're already a podcast host, you're probably really great on podcasts. So why don't we try doing more podcasts or doing things like that, where you get to use your voice and speak versus sometimes some people are really good at social media and they really just want to create content that way. And so we will lean more into that. It is about creating a custom approach for your business and not trying to be everywhere. And the one key piece, like obviously your goals and knowing your branding is really important, but I would say one of the main pieces there is audience awareness So when you're super clear on who your audience is, you can now look at everything from the lens of, is this going to help me reach the people that I'm trying to reach? Mm -hmm. And so then you can go through a collaboration where I realize that you and I have a similar audience. So here I am talking to you because it will help me reach more people who are in my audience, Mm -hmm. right? Because it wouldn't make sense for me to be on some kind of like, financial podcast or (laughs) even, even events. Like this is one thing that I'm always constantly looking at, like, like speaking opportunities and events. And if the audience is too broad or it, you know, if not every single person there is an entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur, then that's not going to be a great fit for me Mm -hmm. because I work with entrepreneurs Yeah, and specifically, I like to work with mom entrepreneurs. So if I can go down one more level and be more niche, That's going to help me reach even with more clarity, more specificity, that audience, right? So that's one of the key aspects to evaluate when you're building out your, whatever you want to call it, visibility plan, marketing strategy, PR, all of it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That makes me like, just like breathe because it can be so overwhelming to be like, you need to be here and there and here and consistent and however many posts and do your reels and do your videos and then do this. And it's like, oh my God, do I sleep? Am I allowed to sleep and eat? Like, is that even possible with all of those different things and take care of myself and be la 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 la, like list all the things out. So that is just like a big sigh of relief, like what you just shared. So thank you. Yeah, it's so true. And even if you think about your own energy, that is such an important factor. And if you're doing stuff because you think you quote should do it, or you feel like the pressure to be there, you're going to put out stuff that's not going to resonate because it doesn't come from a place of authenticity. And when you're creating stuff that like that's coming from you Mm -hmm. and you have to be in alignment when you put things out there. So if you need to slow down for a while on the social media or the, whatever it is, because you don't feel in alignment with it right now, like that I would say is absolutely permitted because 
Otherwise, you're going to put things out there that aren't going to create results. They're just going to drain your energy and they're not going to have the ROI for you. Yeah. I would love to ask you just back to like your personal life too and becoming an entrepreneur because you were in like, would you say like the corporate world? Like, would is that pretty yeah. corporate, right? Um, going from the corporate world to then your own business, like, so let's talk about like the mindset there and like those adjustments that you had to make in being your own boss and maybe overworking or over delivering or doing and trying to manage like your girls and being a wife, all the different things. Can you share a little bit about how that experience was for you? Yeah. Like I mentioned, I mean, it, it's definitely evolved a lot since I first started because, well, <laughs> let's take you back to when I was still in my corporate life. I worked in a PR agency in the city, which was like a bit of a commute. So we had to get up super early in order to try and beat traffic, mm -hmm. which meant I was taking my one and three-year-old out of bed and dropping them off at childcare at 6 a.m. And I am not a morning person like at <laughs> all. So I literally had my like go mug of coffee and a thermos so I could refill it on the drive. So it was like, basically, could you hook me up to an IV? Cause I need caffeine delivered. <laughs> I didn't notice this was a problem. Okay. I was like, Oh, I'm just still like figuring myself out. So I do live in Canada, which means I do get a year off for maternity leave, which means I had just come back from a year of being on maternity leave. And so that's a huge transition to be like, Oh, I was all babies and diapers and like, sing-alongs and parks for a year. And now I'm trying to be a, like a working person again and use my brain. So that takes a while. And so I was about six months into that. So I told myself, oh yeah, this is just normal. It's And it was my second time. So I'm like, yeah, there's like a, a relearning period. Give myself some grace. It's not weird to feel exhausted all the time, mm -hmm. but also that's not what I wanted. Yeah. But I wouldn't have really actually stopped. I don't know what I would have done if I my mom at that exact same time didn't get super sick. She had cancer and things took a huge turn. And all of a sudden I found myself having to choose mm. to take a leave of absence from my job in order to spend time with her. And I did that. I was like, okay, I want my kids to have a relationship. I want, I don't want to miss this. And unfortunately we only had eight days after that oh. together and I did get then the opportunity to pause and think about what I really wanted next yeah. and I took a few months off work just spent time with my kids and then realized I'm not going back to that <laughs> I can't go back to like caffeine dependent sleep deprived cranky no quality time version of myself and so that's when I decided to start my own business and to do basically what I was already doing. Cause I was a consultant, um, in my agency was, but just on my own and locally supporting my community, which was wonderful. Yeah. And so I was like, how do I actually do this? Right. Like as far as what, what does work look like? And the reality was like, the kids were still really little like one and three or this two and I don't know, about two at the time. And I was like, Hey, well, I still need childcare. So I still put them in childcare. And I created, like, I, I thought if I don't create like boundaries right away, mm -hmm. as far as the schedule goes and like the way I'm going to, you know, dedicate myself to figuring this thing out, 
then I'm just going to be like, oh, I should do the laundry or clean the kitchen or whatever other distractions that come with working from home. So I set a pretty firm, like, I'm not home. I'm at work from X hour to X hour and to try and keep a schedule for myself. And that's something that I did for like the first four years. And I was working like mostly the full days. And then this last couple of years is when I realized like, this is when we stopped putting our kids in childcare and my kids get home from school at two 30. Wow. It's early. <laughs> so I take them to school. They get home at two 30. I work in between that time and sometimes afterwards, but I usually don't have anything scheduled unless the host is in Australia. And that's the only time that it works. Right. And so then my kid comes home in the middle of the, the recording or whatever it is. So that's sort of what I've shifted to now. Um, but it's an, it's an awareness of like, how do things need to change? Right. Sometimes it just can't be the same all the time. Like whatever you do on day one, just know it's not going to be where you're at at day 500 or a year number three or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? It's going to evolve and like, just try and notice what you need. Because the other thing I've noticed for myself is I need a change of scenery. Like it's been six years of kind of, it's not all been grinding. And I want to have that with a negative connotation, but like, repeat doing the same kind of things. And I love working in my basement. The commute is great. <laughs> but I also am an extrovert and I really crave like interacting with people more often. And I miss like getting out of my house. And so I want to make sure I include more of that, you know, in the future, even if it's making sure that there's a lunch or a coffee happening with a colleague or a friend or whoever mm -hmm. on a, sometime in the week, because I know I'm cranky. If my week goes like, I got up, I took the kids to school. I worked all day. I took the kids to their activities. I came back, I made dinner and that's all I did every single day. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. It's like that vicious wheel. I say it's like living on Groundhog's Day where it's like the same thing every single day. It's boring. Yeah. It's just a, like the need for me to be around other people too, and just feed off of that creative energy that really yeah. Is supportive yeah. for me. I love that. Do you find the difference? So when you were in the corporate world with the PR agency, like, were you like trying to like move up the ladder? Is there a ladder in the PR world where you're like, oh, I'm trying to get to the top? Like, was that how you were when you first got into that? And then for, for you now being your own entrepreneur for the last six years, you know, this was a question we briefly talked about before, but like, what does success mean to you? So is it like that corporate ladder where you're like, I have to succeed at all costs and make this amount of money or like you just kind of were explaining, yeah, but I also need to change and I need to shift and I need to do things differently. So I'm just curious, the two different kind of parallels of like the corporate world. And if you were trying to climb that ladder of whatever that may look like, and then what does success look for you right now in your business? Yeah. You know, one of the things I think is really interesting about the switch from corporate to being your own boss is the validation. Mm -hmm. Somebody else gives you a title. Somebody else tells you how much money you're worth. Somebody else, you know, gives you a reward of some kind for doing what you do. And then all of a sudden you're your own boss and you're like, I just promoted myself to CEO, but am I... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, like I didn't call myself a CEO probably for at least two years. Yeah. Like I, I, I think my first title that I gave myself was principal. 
principal because some other people who are doing consulting, that's what they call themselves. Oh, that's principal. cute. And so I was like, okay, so I'm the principal. I'm like, no, now I'm the CEO and the founder and all of the boss titles that I want yeah. because I freaking made this <laughs> and yeah. I'm going for it, you know? And so, yeah, success has definitely changed. Um, and it's interesting to acknowledge that it is really going against the grain of what is culturally told to you of what success looks like, because success means you get a raise, you get a title promotion, you get, you know, to become a partner in something or whatever, because somebody else said versus success on your own terms, which I actually had just written down my own new definition of this. And I do think it's really important. I actually wrote a whole chapter in a collaboration book one time about success and how it's not about the money. It's not about getting to six figures. It's about knowing what it looks like for you because success is in fact a journey and not a destination. That is hard thing to reconcile a lot because we are ambitious and we have goals and we want to reach X thing. But at the same time, we have to know that we can't just ignore what's happening along the way in spite and and just focus on that, like the gap between where we are and where we want to go. We need to constantly remind ourselves that we've had successes. So this is something I do at the end of the year and as much as possible throughout the year, try and try and actually recall moments of success. And some of these are big milestones. Um, my podcast is almost a year old entrepreneur school, having passed 50 episodes, certain things that I've done personally or professionally over the year, but also, you know, my kids got a lunch made today sometimes is like your standard of success. Right. And so I think right now for me, being successful is when I feel authentic and it's more about some of these softer things. Like I'm following my intuition. I actually hear my intuition because I'm giving space for it. I'm present, which is a constant challenge to be, to try and stay in that and not being focused on like the future thing that we want. My feeling of gratitude, the ability to have fun, those things all come as a result of being able to be present. And I also know that I'm successful when I'm making the choice for what I want to do instead of feeling like I should do. So I try and really notice that if something comes up and it's like, you should be X, you should be trying for X, you should be further ahead, you should, whatever it is, trying to let that go. And that creates like a flow, right? In my daily life. And I know that what that looks like is walking my kids to school and being able to go to the gymnastics at four o'clock in the afternoon and taking my kids to all of their places that they need to be and being able to give them the life that I want for them, my husband wants for them without having to make the sacrifices. Because in reality, I, I question on a daily basis, how is it possible for families who have two full-time working parents or a single parent situation, that would be so challenging to actually, to get your kids to all these things. Like if you want your kids to be in them, right? Yeah. And that is something that we value. So, yeah. and it's just challenging. That's so beautiful. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm glad that you had just done that practice. So you had it fresh, even though you had no idea I was going to be asking you that you were like, Oh, I have this. That's so awesome. Is there, you have shared so many great nuggets um, on this podcast episode. Is there anything that you feel like is still on your heart or anything that you feel you really want to share that maybe you haven't gotten out just yet? 
Well, I think that one of my key messages for entrepreneurs and for moms, entrepreneurs is that you just, just put yourself out there, right. And get more visible because when you lean into that, into the fear around that, into the discomfort around that, that's what creates momentum. And that is what helps keep all of this floating because when we get into the place where we feel like stale or stagnant and things aren't happening, we bury ourselves more, we retreat more, we hide instead of really putting ourselves and creating that consistency where we're having these conversations and building these opportunities because while we don't know what the one thing is that we could do that could make all of the difference in our lives and our business, it could literally be anything that you do. Like it could be that I'm having this conversation right now with you, Melissa, and somebody hears it and reaches out to me that leads to the whatever next opportunity. And I love that. It's a little bit mysterious. It's like that game of if I never did this, then I never would have seen that, done that, experienced this, had that opportunity. It's all spiraling and it's all connected together. And so you have to continuously keep that ball rolling by taking actions on a daily basis. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is like magnificent. That's like your clip. That'll be the clip I download for you (laughs) to share about this podcast episode. It's so beautiful. Okay. My last question for you. We do not tend to celebrate ourselves enough as a woman. And I love that you are looking at your accomplishments. You try and do it more than once a year, but I would love to know what is something that you love about yourself right now in this moment? I love that I finished Christmas shopping in November. (laughs) I'm so jealous. Oh, this will be good. Like, I don't want to go to the, I don't want to go to any stores. I don't like, I'm like, go to a couple markets or whatever. I want to be done. And you know what? It's a dang good thing that I did because we had a car issue and we ended up having to like buy a new vehicle in the last couple of weeks. And that is glitch in the matrix level, like decision-making fatigue, can't function because I'm like, like dealing with this huge decision. Yeah. It seems so silly to be like, go oh, getting a new car. Is it really that hard? Yeah. It's super yeah. annoying. And nobody wants to spend that much money on a vehicle and have to like go talk to the salespeople and try like find the time to test drive the vehicles and do the research and then redo your insurance and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that was, it was like, it took up a lot of space. And I was like, oh, I'm so thankful to Kelly of November who did all the Christmas shopping and doesn't have to worry about that right now. Yeah. So smart. Uh, Good for you. I cannot say I'm in that same boat, but good for you. I'm happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not jealous at all in one little bit. (laughs) We actually just got our Christmas tree yesterday. So we are way behind. So anyway, but, um, I love this. Thank you so much. Is there, um, how can people find you? Like, do you have like a quick link or somewhere you really like people to go or um, anything like that where people can find you? And I'll put it in the show notes, but where's the best place? So please come and listen on the Entrepreneur School podcast. That is number one. And if you want to actually connect with me, I love Instagram for DMs, voice notes. Please take me on that invitation to jump into my inbox there. Awesome. And I will make sure I have all that goodness in the show notes because I love following you because you do really good stuff on Instagram and stuff too. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being here today and sharing all your tips on branding and visibility and and all the things and just being, being vulnerable and open with us too. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you felt like you were hanging out with your bestie because now more than ever, we need community and connection. If you love this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Share it on social too, because you never know who needs to hear this message. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple so you will never miss an episode and you don't have to go searching for it each week. Make your life easier, my friend. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave me a five stars and a personal written review on Apple Podcasts so more moms feel less alone. That's how this message gets out to more mamas. If you want to stay connected on other levels, check out my website, melissaclampett.com. There you will be able to subscribe to my newsletter, send me a personal message, book me to speak in an event, sign up for one of our events, or just check out my musings. I write about this amazing life. I can't wait to get to know you on a personal level. Remember, we are stronger together. We are stronger supporting each other. We are stronger lifting each other up. We are stronger sharing our journeys and stories because you are not alone, like ever. I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I am Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.